and welcome to another edition of Thoughts of the Roundtable with me, Matt Rebar. And me, Paul Laux. And Polly, how are you? Good, how are you? How are you? Not too bad. I, we're recording on a Sunday, and so you know how it always is with, like, Mondays. You're like, ooh, Mondays. <laughs> don't we normally record on Sundays? I don't know. I we don't do. Know I think we've been on Sundays lately, because uh, it works out for both of us. But How's life been treating you? Pretty good. I just read The Handmaid's Tale, finally, by Margaret Atwood. I've never Atwood. read that. It is so good, Paul. I think, I don't know where exactly, but I think it's definitely in the top 100 books of all time for me. You, you should do, um, so good. You should do drunk beer, re- or drunk uh, book reviews. <gasps> Shut up! That would be amazing. Oh my but god. It would, have to, it would have to be like of historical literature. Like, you would have to go to drink, <laughs> or like, and then like, uh, read some Shakespeare or something. Can you imagine? I think that'd be really, let's, let's talk more about that. Because you know that might be something fun to be? do. Seriously hmm. though? Um, hmm. you, uh, or even both of us drunk reviewing Romeo and Juliet. I feel like that would be the best. Oh, that would be so fun. We got it. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. I like where, I like where you're going. Idea. I like where you're going. Absolutely. Um, well, I think what, what made the Handmaid's Tale interesting. So I've been, everyone's been like, watch the show. And it's been one of those things where I'm like, I want to read the book first. I, I get weird about that. I'm sometimes I really need to read the book first. So I did read the book finally. And just the concept, I think, is so interesting. You're going to have to catch me up on the concept a little bit. So yeah. basically, um, it takes place in... Um, the book's written in the, the 80s. So in, in basically, basically, at the end of the 80s, um, the president and the Senate are assassinated. And this militant right-wing group takes over. And they basically kind of bring everyone back to the Stone Ages a little bit. So women have no rights. Women are kind of designated by what they can do for the society. Um, it's just so, I mean, it's so haunting. And I think what makes it scary for me, I mean, obviously the human rights element to me is scary, like the, the lack thereof. But like the possibility, like the possibility that we, we could be at any time like overthrown because like, I mean, look at the capital attack that we just had. Like it just, to me, it, it, it rings so relevant you know, even when she wrote it in the 80s, it, it, it felt very similar to when I read 1984. And I always felt like, oh, my God, this this is not, like, impossible, you know. So it, it was really good. I'm glad I read it. And I will be watching the show next, so I'm excited. I'll that. never forget watching that attack on the 6th. Oh, my that God. Was, that was crazy. But, um... It is funny how things written, even, you know, 30... Isn't it crazy, by the way, that the 80s were 40 years ago? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the me- most messed up thing you can think of? It's so weird the way that time works. Because, <laughs> my God, I feel like I'm over the hill a little bit. <laughs> like, I'm 26 I'm and lie. I feel... I turned 30 this year. Yeah. And, like, a couple weeks after I turned 30, like, I made a will. And it was, like a very interesting time in my life because it's all of a sudden it's like, it, it does hit you eventually. It's like, you're not in your twenties anymore. And then I'm making wills and crap. Like, yeah. it's just weird. It's, um, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It makes you really start to, you know, our, our buddy Ken had, uh, you, I was talking to him once and he goes, when you have kids, you suddenly have like this, like switch flips in your head and mm. you start thinking about, it's like, man, I'm getting old. Like, you know, eventually it's going to all be over. But when you're in the 20s, you don't think about any of that. Yeah. And so that, that switch is maybe kind of flipping in my head a little bit. But you'll get there, kid. Don't worry. 
Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think the, the, the responsibility kicks in. But then again, not everyone's born to be a parent. So for Can some ask- people, they don't, they don't get that switch, I guess. Can I ask a really deep question? Should we? Yeah, go for it. Oh my god, of course. Are you afraid to die? No, actually. Um, to me, I believe that there is something waiting. Um, I live my life in a way that I think um, I'm happy with everything that I've done and that I do, and I live no regrets. I mean, sure, if I die young, there'll be things that like I haven't been able to do, but not you know I, I haven't been sitting on my butt for 26 years. Like I've been doing things artistically and creatively mm. and no, I'm not, a, I'm not scared. I think I would be scared if like I knew it was coming. If that makes sense. Like I wouldn't yeah. be scared if it was like, like I just happened to accidentally like walk in front of a subway train, but <laughs> you get the street. Wow. yeah. Like I think if it was like, Hey, you're going to die wait, in like three accidentally years. Accidentally walk in front of a subway train. Did you just say that? <laughs> I don't know. That was the first thing that came to mind. That's <laughs> But like I don't know, like if, if a doctor was like you have three years to live, that would be I think that a would be the scary. worst. That yeah. would be the worst because you're like oh my god, three years. Like this is I have to really figure out like what do I want to do before I die. Like this is you know what I mean. Like pressure's on. So right, 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 right. I am in your camp in the fact that I believe something you know comes after this. I've been a Christian mm-hmm. my whole life and everything, mm-hmm. but I'm afraid because of the fact that I'm I enjoy i usually enjoy being here and I, you know you just kind of don't want it to end really you should check out it's on netflix it's called surviving death and it's a six-part documentary series and it covers you know like the afterlife and mediums and um signs from do you believe the, in mediums i do believe in some i don't think all mediums are like telling the truth <laughs> but there's i do believe shams. like oh yeah there's totally shams but i think you're gonna find that with anything you know yeah, I, I don't mess with that stuff, though. I did a Ouija board once in college, and I will never do it again. It really? Freaked, it freaked the hell out of me so much. No, I will never do it again. I've never done a Ouija board. It's Dude, I, it's, it's uncomfortable. It I did. Uncomfortable. My friend Joanna and I went to a psychic fair a couple weeks ago, and so it takes place at this apothecary, and for 10 bucks, you can have 10-minute sessions with anybody. So they had, like, multiple people there. So I did one session with a psychic, and it didn't go that great. Like she didn't really tell me anything. It was very vague. I didn't love it. See, um, that's I'm not. I'm here's. Can I interject real quick? Mm-hmm. Psychics, I think, are a 100 percent sham. I don't think anybody can predict anything. What I do believe in a little bit is mediums. People who kind of interpret things that mm-hmm. are going on currently. If that makes sense. Well, to, I mean, the one. So my friend Joanna saw someone, and the, basically the lady, she was able to peg details that were weird. Like she shouldn't have been able to peg. And yeah, but there's whether that was medium or psychic. Well, no, I mean, like she I don't want to reveal my friend's personal business on a podcast. But like when (laughs) you go when you yeah, like for the two people who are like avidly listening. But like, you know, like (laughs) just us. So, yeah. So like it's different when it's like, okay, psychic. Will I fall in love? And they're like, yes, you will fall in love. But like when the psychic is like, you know, you're like, you know, my question has to do with my love life. And the psychic goes, you're not sure if this guy is the forever guy. And my friend's like, oh, yeah, shit. Like, that is exactly what I'm there that's for. That's such a shot. That, that's such an easy shot. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. It, it, it sounds easy, but, like, that's a really predictable one. She could have, or not a really predictable one. What I mean is, like, it's a hard to predict one because, like, she could have been like, oh, are you single? Are you dating? You're married? Are you engaged? I mean, you're not seeing someone. You are seeing someone. You are seeing someone. And you, 
think it's going great, you are seeing someone and you think it's totally not going great. Like, there there really are a lot of boundaries. I think if she had been more specific and been like, are you seeing someone? Yes. But, like, to be like, are you seeing someone that you feel like you don't know if it's going to work out? It's a little specific. Mediums, uh, mediums I, I, you know, I understand. Psychics, though, I just don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't believe it, but... Let, yeah. let me tell you, never do Ouija boards. I will never do it again. Oh, my God. Yeah, what? So, uh, exactly what happened? It, I mean, nothing, like, crazy, you know, pictures flying off the wall, <laughs> you know, people yeah. getting bit. Nothing like that happened. But it was enough to where it just hmm. really was a jarring experience because I was like, oh, there's no way this is. Because I did it once in high school, and, like, mm-hmm. like, nothing happened. It was, like, the biggest waste of time ever. And so when I did it in college again, one of my friends brought it. I was like, oh, it's going to be the same kind of, you know, um, experience and issue. Mm. And it wasn't. And it was just like it like it did exactly like what you see, like in the movies and stuff. And I just didn't. It was real weird. And I yeah, I don't know. It was just uncomfortable. And um, it never talked to anybody I knew. Mm -hmm. But like it talked to somebody that one of my friends knew who was doing it. Oh, like someone who they went to high school with who had died. Oh, wow. And was, That's very yeah, pretty, pretty weird. And cause none of us, like she was the one. Cause obviously you do it with a bunch of friends or whatever. Yeah. Like you once. do with the group. Mm-hmm. And she was the ones, uh, asking questions or whatever. And I mean, I had no, I, I didn't go to high school with this girl. I had no idea what, what the mm-hmm. answers were, but it would move and it got things right. So according to her, so. Hey, I'm telling you. I, I mean, there, I think, are levels of mediums and psychics and those connections, but I do believe in it personally. So. One of my friends claims he um, accidentally got a demon in his house with a Ouija board. Really? Like, he claims his house is now haunted by a demon. Because What's the evidence? He sees, like, shadow people and stuff in his house. Oh, God. Well, that's, that is, that's for and he, and he said it started. <laughs> He said it happened after he did a Ouija board, and he thinks he messed it up and did something like Oh... Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So makes I'm not going to mess with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like think I'm it, interested in... Weird. What is? I, this whole thing, it, it makes me feel weird to even talk about it. Really? It gives me the, the, the I think, creeps. I don't know, it doesn't give me the creeps. I think I'm pretty open to the spiritual world. So yeah, It just scares me, man. It scares yeah. me to death. I don't like oh. ghosts. Yeah, I, I've never seen a ghost. I've actually I've never been. had an, a, any sort of interaction with a ghost or spirit and I, I kind of wish I did people always tell me though they're like you don't really wish you do but I'm like I don't know like I believe in it I, I don't know so would you ever do a Ouija board I would be open to it but that it would have to be under certain conditions I think <laughs> yeah so it was it was a time I'll tell you that yeah. no it's not I mean it sounds like a time that's for sure so well anyway do you have some not the news news for us i do i do and you've probably seen Ooh, yummy this. have you seen this new well i don't even call it trend i hate when people call it trends because it was like three people who did this <laughs> but it kind of got ever with the uh, with a gorilla glue have you yes seen so for those who don't know this girl was using gorilla glue for her hair and people were like uh girl what are you doing honey like you can't do that doing, did she think it would like just hold like hair gel I, yeah, I think she just thought it was like, I think she, she, there had to be a level of like her knowing what she was doing was like, not like, like it was weird that it would go viral. Like you don't just do something like that. I think without, I don't know, that. man. I think she seemed pretty upset. I, I don't think she realized how permanent that kind of stuff is. 
Gorilla Glue is no joke. Like, if you were using Elmer's, let's be honest, yeah. you could probably wash that out of your hair. <laughs> Gorilla, Glue, Gorilla Glue, though, man, that is, like, for, like, woodworking projects and stuff. Yeah. Like, you don't mess with that. Yeah, no. I Anyway, what's the update with Gorilla Glue, girl? Well, she got free surgery to get it out of her hair. And people yeah. are really up in arms because she got, like, she did this stupid thing, and then she got, like, a pro bono surgery to get, like, they're removed from mm-hmm. her hair. Well, that's probably, she got the free surgery probably because of the publicity that it brought, right? Well, I imagine. Thing, but people are kind of, like, upset about that fact. Do yeah. you understand? I mean, here's the thing. Like, if you want to be famous, is that what you want to do to get famous? You want to use Gorilla Glue in your hair? Like, go ahead. Try and ruin that. Like, like I don't know. Like, I, I don't really care, like, in a either bad or a good way. Like, if that's what she does and she gets her 15 minutes of fame from it, good for her. But, like... I don't know. I think people are just upset because there's other people more deserving of a free surgery than someone who put Gorilla Glue in Well, yeah, I would agree with that. But, I mean, shoot. <laughs> but I the think Tide she... the Pod thing? Oh, the Tide Pod challenge. Oh, my God, ridiculous. But I did see... she Didn't she indicate she's going to sue Gorilla Glue? Um, I don't know if that was... Was that real? Because I saw something rumors over, but I didn't know if that was actually... My my biggest thing about that is, like, but, girl, how? Like, you Dude, knew... You yeah, like, you knew what you were saying. Like, you knew that it's not supposed to be in your hair. Like, I don't know. That's I can guarantee you it me. says on the bottle somewhere, too. Do not put this on your bottle. Oh, 100% that bottle has, like, 400, like, notes of don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. So... Oh, and the other big uh, thing in the news, which I want to know what you think about, I really mm-hmm. do, about this, these two kids, maybe three kids, who mm-hmm. they got kicked out of a private school because it was found out mm-hmm. that their mother was on OnlyFans. Interesting. So, which, mind you, it was a very, I guess, prestigious like a private school, mm-hmm. and she got kicked out. But someone had to find it, is what I'm, mm-hmm. you know, is what I'm. Do we know the like the grade? Is it like high school? Is it middle school? High school, high school. Interesting. Um, I think that's wrong. I don't think that the kids should be punished for what they deem as unacceptable for what their mother is doing. Um, I do think that's tough though to be in high school and your mom is on OnlyFans and people know about that. That sounds like really tough for the kids. The kids are probably ready to go at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But. I and my reaction to this is I feel like at some point there has to be like an OnlyFans bubble. Like when will like mean? like there's so many people who are on OnlyFans. Like at what point will there just be too many people who is are there on, a lot of people Only... on it? It just feels like there's a lot. Everywhere I look, I see people who are like, I have my OnlyFans, I have an OnlyFans, I have an OnlyFans. And it's just like, dude, like when's it gonna like <laughs> Yeah, but that like, stuff sells. If someone's there willing to buy it, it's always gonna be around. But like I'm just saying, like at, at some point when will there be too many people on OnlyFans? I don't like, know if they will ever, they ever hit, that, hit that point. You, th- you think? Okay. I don't know. Not in that industry. I don't think so. I really don't. I just feel like every, like, you have a platform that's based on, you know, you buy individual people's, quote, media or material, right? So, like, you can't, like, especially the way that people charge, like, it's probably, like, what, 10 15 a month. So, you, you have a limited audience who, A, is going to do it, but B, like, you know, you, they're only going to be able to buy a few people's OnlyFans, Right? Like, I don't think people are going to be out there trying to buy, like, 40 people's accounts, right? I don't know how it works. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. have one, nor do I have mm-hmm. ever been to it. <laughs> so I have no idea how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, like I said, if there's someone always willing to buy it, then it's always going to be there. 
So you think, I don't know, as a creator, let's say I have my OnlyFans. If I have three people, is there a point of having my OnlyFans account for that? I don't know, I guess. I mean, I guess for some people, they'd say yes. But for me, it's like, I think you're thinking it from two different creative areas. (laughs) I'm thinking of it like a whole books here. (laughs) Well, no, I'm just thinking like at some point there's going to be too many creators for the, like the supply, like think of supply and market, like the supply versus the demand. Like there's going to be too much supply to the demand. Do we have enough YouTubers? There's YouTubers all the time. They keep joining. But YouTube's different. You don't have to pay for YouTube content. You can. Yeah, but you could pay for YouTube Red, which is a monthly subscription that's like 30, 40 bucks. You get your live TV and your sports and all that. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, I I wonder if there's going to be a day where there's like too many creators and not enough people buying content. I doubt it. I honestly doubt it. I don't know. We'll have to bring in, we, we need like the we need to bring on like an economist on this show and talk about this. Economist? Cause... Can you imagine we hire some like really well known economist to come on the show and then we ask him about OnlyFans? <laughs> We're like, oh sir, we know you you have a doctorate in you know economy and shit, but can you talk to us about OnlyFans and the economical bubble that it might bring and have? The OnlyFans recession. <laughs> anyway, what do you think about the the mom who whose kids were kicked out of school because of her OnlyFans account? What do you think? I about? think I want. I think I'm with you on it. Like, the kids mm-hmm. didn't do anything, but the other thing is the kids didn't do anything, so they shouldn't get kicked out for that. But now I, I doubt the kids want to be there. I mean, I just wonder who reported it. I, clearly, it has to be someone Another, who... And some father did, apparently. Which, which, which is so hypocritical! Like, so so we're not allowed to have people who do OnlyFans, but people who watch OnlyFans material, like, to me, it's like they're one and the same. Because the reason that this mother's doing it is because she needs an income... That people like the dad who reported her for, uh, you know, provide, and then they complained about. Like I don't know that whole thing. By, makes me, by makes the way, me upset. she claimed she was making a hundred fifty thousand a month. Wow. I mean, if I was making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a month like that, shoot, I would do OnlyFans for a couple years. You could make a couple <laughs> million real quick, and then like retire. Oh my yeah. god. Wow. Well. You know, and if she really made that money, her kids are will be fine and they'll recover. Be just fine. But yeah, I that's that is upsetting that like it reminds me too of the New York City uh, first responder who was uh, come under fire because she had an OnlyFans and like she did was exposed she, and did she lose her job? I don't think she lost her job, but people were making the point like, dude, like hello, like this is sad that like a full time paramedic in the city has to have a second job just to make it a livable income, you know? Right. So. All right, you got any advice for us? Yeah, real quick, I want to talk about this. So um, this girl, she says, I work for a medical facility. I share a desk with Jim and Dwight. I'm an administrator, and the desk in the surrounding area need to be neat and tidy because of the work I do. Uh, So yada yada. So everyone constantly say how the, the area is messy and it's embarrassing, but they never talk to Jim and Dwight. They always talk to her. Like, for example, Jim left a drink on the desk behind the computer that I didn't find, and it went rancid and stunk up the office waiting area, and I got blamed for it. I'm usually wiping boogers and small hairs off my desk. The shared keyboard is almost always covered in some kind of food residue. Oof. The area under the desk is disgusting with food pieces, dirt, and tracked in snow. I've talked to my boss about the night and weekend staff leaving the desk unmasked before the pandemic, and during during it, he blew off and said I was being dramatic and being inconsiderate to others, to Jim and Dwight, and I didn't dictate their workflow. 
So, long story now, they're still sharing the desk during the pandemic. She's bringing in her own cleaning wipes. Uh, It's gross. Blah, blah, blah. My boss pulled me in for a meeting regarding how messy the area is said. I can't believe how someone would create a mess like that. It's disgusting. Your your house must be filthy. It's disgusting. I explained that the mess was left by White and Jim. It got very awkward, bordering on red flags, because every time I tried to point it out, it was the evening weekend shift, which is Dwight and Jim. My boss kept putting his hand up and saying, let me stop you. It's your area. You're responsible for it. Stop deflecting and blaming others. I have half a mind to go to HR. I know the pandemic has us on edge, but this feels sexist. It feels toxic and dangerous. And who says this stuff to a staff member? Um, There's been rumors about layoffs coming, and I don't want to be a target, but I feel like I might be with this mess fiasco. Oh, you're already a target. That's, I mean, that ship has sailed. Yeah, so let me tell you, I mean, there's a lot of what, this is from AskAmanager.org, a lot said here. Uh, it does sound sexist to AskAmanager.org. Um, people think that you're being dramatic by saying it's the other coworkers. Uh, no, that's that's who's responsible for it. Um, I think people, she says, I think people are blaming you because you're the one that, during the day who's there, so it's more your desk than people. But, that, but if you're all sharing the desk, then it's a shared space. It's not just your desk. Um, she says in, re- in theory you should take this to HR. Um, on the other hand, if your company has good legal counsel, they'd be very cautious about laying someone off after she made a report of sexism, which looks like retaliation, which is illegal. All of which is say this is a risk. So it depends on how, if you, if you think that your boss is vindictive, how does he handle being challenged? Um, what do you know about your HR company? Um, and she's, she's like, I'm sorry that this doesn't seem helpful, but if nothing else, your instincts don't sound off. This is just, I, I mean, there's just so much wrong with this whole thing. First of all, well, clearly Dwight, those are favorites for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, those two co-workers, they're the ones with the problems. They should be addressed. I don't get why she's being addressed. I understand that if she's the day employee, people see her at the desk. They think it's her desk, right? But it's a shared space. And for her to approach her boss and say, this is a shared space, that, that's the truth of the situation. Right. It's not her being dramatic, and it's not her throwing people under the bus. Um... I don't know. I agree. I think this sounds sexist as hell. You know, she's the chick. She should clean. Um, you know, she's not responsible for coming in and the day shift and the evening shift being the ones who are, like, dirty, etc. So, I don't know, man. If you were in the situation, though, what would you do? Well, the, see, that's what I'm about to say is I feel like this, this is a situation where there is no good exit. I don't feel like anything, w- unfortunately, will change. For some reason, these two people are, you know, in the graces of the management for some reason, and that doesn't look like it's going to be changing anytime soon. So I don't know if there is a way out of it, to to be totally honest. Yeah, I mean, I hope that she can go to HR. Uh, You know, some people don't feel comfortable going to HR because their HR is ineffective and really bad, but gosh, something has to be done, I feel. I feel bad for that girl, but uh, just know if you're at work, do not, do not. Uh, if you are in a situation where someone does something and it looks like it's your fault, do not take the fall. Do not accept, oh, you're being dramatic or it's your fault. No, that's a shared space. So I've taken the fall for things way too many times. <coughs> oh, my gosh. Me too. Twinsies. <laughs> All righty. Well, I think that's wrapped up. Anything else we want to add? or Not for me. All right. Well, Paul, it's been another great Thoughts of the Roundtable. We'll see you next time. Peace Later. out.